Hey everyone, hope you are all good. So before I go into today's podcast, what I am going to announce is something pretty big. So the Female Fat Loss Program is starting and is launching already for a start date of the 8th of January. So why am I talking about it now really early on? Because I know it's going to sell out. I know the numbers are going to be at a level that we're going to sell out. So why am I offering it to the people who listen to the podcast and the email list first? Because you've been loyal. You because you've been listening to this throughout the rest the rest throughout the whole year, and it's been amazing. And the support has been amazing. So I want to reward you with being given the priority list and the offering of getting jumping in on the female fat loss program starting on the eighth of January, twenty twenty four. So what do you get? You get rid of the all or nothing approach. You get eight weeks of coaching. You get weekly check-ins, you get accountability, you get your own personalized training, whether it's home or gym, or you can do your own training. You get your personalized calories, you get an individualized coach, you get a one-to-one call with me towards the end, you get a Facebook group with like-minded people, you get weekly lives, and you did I say that you get rid of that all-or-nothing mindset? And you also know that you're taken care of in January, that you're not going to do the same silly shit that you normally do excuse my French, but it's not the same city shit that you normally do, which is go full ham and full restriction after eating all the full hams after Christmas. So if you're interested in joining the female fat loss program and getting things right in 2024 and making 2023 the last year that you ever feel like the way you currently do and know that you have the power to reset after Christmas and know that you're in safe hands after Christmas, the price is 99 euro for eight weeks. That is less than €1.80 per day. That's less than your your cup of coffee that you buy probably every single day. So if you are interested in signing up for the Female Fat Loss Program starting on the 8th of January for €99, click on the link in the show notes. If you want more information, drop me a DM or drop me an email and we can have a chat and we can kind of go from there. So it's €99 for eight weeks starting on the 8th of January 2024. Hope to see you there in the Female Fat Loss Program. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today's episode is something that I did wrote an email that was on this topic, and the messages I got back from people was like, this is me, why are you in my head, please leave my head, I was like, alright, this has to be a podcast episode. So this is kind of one of these topics that makes not a whole lot of sense by the title but when i describe it and go into a lot more detail it will make a lot more sense and that topic is why eating better won't actually help you lose weight so some of the things you could say and probably have said over the time because i know i've said these in the past is my habits are pretty good i just needed to get better with food i eat well during the week or eat healthy and i can't lose weight they're the type of things that a lot of people would say And this is something I hear quite a lot. People who generally feel that their overall habits are healthy, but they struggle with their food, that they're training, they're inconsistent with their training. And it's definitely one of the things I'm hearing an awful lot more is a lot more people are pretty considerably active and kind of like, it's great to see. And then people kind of get frustrated and they they wonder why they're kind of struggling with the weight loss side of things. And Maybe you're someone who exercises regularly, regularly, alcohol isn't really a big issue, but you have trouble sticking to healthy eating. And I think sometimes the definition of healthy eating is partly the problem 
Okay, but what I'm going to talk about next is actually the bigger problem. The definition piece is, I believe that healthy eating for people is no sugars, no carbs, no fats, no fun, no chocolate, no nothing. I'm kind of like, that doesn't sound like healthy eating. That sounds like a disordered eating pattern that's not going to lead you very well, very far, very quickly. So you have to think of it this way. If your definition of that is that's not healthy eating. So the definition is wrong. So we're striving for something that maybe hasn't got a correct definition already. Healthy eating to me is individualized. Healthy eating to me is something that doesn't impact on relationship with food. Healthy eating to me allows you to enjoy your life guilt-free. Healthy eating to me recognizes that you will overeat at times and stress eat at times, but that's okay. It's recognizing why you did things and being aware of that without judgment or shame. That's healthy eating. Because eating is one of these things that we're continuously learning. We don't just stop learning how to eat. Values change, experiences change, life experiences, all these kind of different things change. But your problems may range from skipping meals, snacking on maybe food in the office or whatever it may be, right through to overeating at night with your head in the cupboard. Or you might be someone who eats well during the day and engages in emotional eating. Or you might be someone who skips meals for the whole day and then wonders why they can't stick to anything because they've been good all day. You haven't been good all day. You've been restrictive all day. You've skipped meals. So more than likely your phone, your car are getting on your, your phone and your car are probably getting treated better than you at present, unfortunately. And no matter how much you want to lose weight, you just can't turn that habit or that eating pattern that you have into healthy eating. So some of the things and some of the signs that I see with people when they're kind of talking about with kind of like struggling with with food and I've I can take a few of these boxes off myself from times in my teens and in my 20s. So I, it's not from a judgment point of view. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you before I go into this. There are some really quick telltale signs that someone may struggle with healthy eating. So I'm going to list out some. And these are just quick ones off the top of my head. I think there's about 15 to 20 of them. So how many of these can you actually relate to? You rely on takeaway food more than you should or need to. You tend to eat a lot of fast food. You tend to kind of go for like rice crackers and soup and stuff a little bit more than you need to. Not saying those bad foods are a negative in any way, but they're not going to fill you. You use words like clean or I've been good. You don't have a whole lot of variety in your meals. Struggle to get some vegetables into it. You believe in dirty food or cheat days. Rather than getting proper meals in, you rely on snacks. You categorize food as good or bad. You restrict or limit food and then end up overeating. We engage in maybe soothing ourselves with alcohol or food in the evenings. You restrict food or calories 
after engaging in emotional eating or binge eating, there's not a whole lot of structure. You don't get a food shop in. You often feel guilty or shame after what you eat. And you try to out-exercise your nutrition. Now, I know an awful lot of those, and there are more, but they're the ones that come to my head straight away. And they're the ones that I hear on a regular basis when I have welcome calls when people are looking to sign up for one-to-one. But if you're listening to this, you've probably tried to eat better dozens and dozens and dozens of times. But yet you still struggle. You're not alone on this. And despite we have all this information on our fingertips, apps, websites, social media, and even books about healthy eating, a lot of people can't struggle with their eating. And we like generally we know that having takeaways a lot is not going to be great for us. And we also know that vegetables are pretty freaking healthy. And we know that eating maybe a whole lot of processed food or mainly our diet is of processed food isn't great for you. But we struggle to still make that kind of like healthy eating a norm for ourselves. Well, I'm going to go against everything you've been told by that diet and fitness industry that we all love and behold. Those health gurus and weight loss experts that are out there. Focusing on food will not fix your problem. I know this is a really, really bold and brash statement. I know that. But allow me to actually explain what I mean. So if I ask you right now why you struggle with your eating, you'll probably say you're too busy. That you just don't have time to plan any of your meals. Go grocery shopping or preparing any of your healthy meals at all. And as a result, you end up snacking or whatever you can find grabbing a takeaway, even though this behavior doesn't really suit your goals. But why don't you have time? The truth is, it's a couple of things. You don't have a time problem. You have a time management problem, which is often a reflection of your actual habits. So the reality is you do have time to spend time on maybe getting a shop in. Maybe just don't make it a priority. Maybe say now you need to ask yourself why you have a time management problem. And another thing that you can add in, well, why don't you have time is that is that we don't have a time problem or that it's not a priority or do we think that it's the actual task itself is going to take longer than it actually will. So often we think that there's going to be hours and hours of meal prep in order to get to a goal. Well, why don't you just cook? Why don't you put something into a slow cooker? Or why don't you cook a little bit more in the evening so you have leftovers for lunch? Why don't you, before you go to bed, put some overnight oats into the fridge? Maybe you don't feel like it, and that's cool. But it's a priority thing for an awful lot of people. And this isn't saying that I'm all high and mighty because I haven't got kids. The biggest thing is when people that I work with, majority of them have kids. If I try to meet them where they're at and try to improve where they're at, I don't just say, you don't want it enough. That's not what I'm going to say. And me giving them a meal plan will be irresponsible. Plus, dietitians are the only ones that are qualified to give you a meal plan. That's the truth. 
You don't need a meal plan because it's not going to teach you shit. It's just going to make you beat yourself up more because you won't be able to stick to it. One of the biggest things I can see when it comes to this habit of time management problem is that people don't put themselves first. So we need to understand why we don't put ourselves first. And the reason why we don't put ourselves first is that we're afraid of upsetting the, the rock and the car or upsetting people. We're afraid of dealing with conflict or being called selfish. So you spend your time doing things for other people to actually make them happy before considering your own needs and happiness. In other words, you become a people pleaser. And the reason why you're a people pleaser is that you're afraid of being abandoned or rejected. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because this was me. This was me all the way in my teens and my 20s. I felt that the need for me to act like a different person was of being afraid of rejection. That's why my mental health went to shit. Because I was doing everything for everyone else and not enough time for me. And to protect yourself from this, you always say yes to everyone else and do what everyone else wants rather than you saying no after yourself. And this is something I've worked an awful lot with, a lot with clients and most recently, a lot with clients on this. And clients are now sharing them with their wins on their check-in saying, for the first time ever, I'm putting myself first. And it feels amazing. And everyone else is winning. Everyone else is benefiting from this. So you're actually being selfish by not making you a priority. Whatever walk of life it's in. So we have to think of it this way. You struggle to say no to people and put your own needs before they don't. It isn't that you don't have no time for yourself. It's often linked to low self-worth. And many people tie their self-worth to five different things. What they look like, especially their weight. How much they earn or what they own. Who they know or how many they know. What they do, aka their career. Or what they achieve. But self-worth isn't about any of these things. Think about it this way. When you meet someone new, how quickly does someone ask you, what do you do for a living? Pretty freaking quickly. Pretty freaking quickly. And that's in order to gain a status, to put them onto a level of status, to see where they rank against you. That's what that question is about. Nothing else, nothing more. They couldn't give a shit what you do for a living. That's a selfish question to see where you are at. And I remember getting asked that question because I only started doing PT at the age of 30 years of age. And I'm six years in business in February. So I was late to the game compared to other people. So people in their 30s would generally be expected to have the house, the kids, all that kind of stuff and be self-proficient or self-sufficient or whatever it may be. So I remember meeting a few people that I went to school with and them asking the question, oh, what do you do now? I was like, oh, PT. And you got this look. And I remember one of them, who I wasn't friendly with in school anyway, goes, oh, is that it? And I was like, ooh, okay. This person has some issues. Not from a judgment point of view, but I genuinely felt sorry for that person at that moment in time. I felt sorry for that person in that moment in time because their self-worth and identity was lashed up in their job. And I know sometimes I can fall into that trap 
by going as I'm Shane Walsh Fitness rather than just Shane. My name is in the business. If I could think of a better name, I would. But it's hard to disassociate yourself sometimes from work. I get there too. I don't, I, I'm not immune to this. But I find myself when it ramps up is when I'm tired and I stop and I drop myself. When I stop living the life that I want and start going back into full on work mode, that's why sometimes I know I need to push the foot down at work and that's why I need to ease off. I used to think that I always have to have the foot on the gas. But there are times where I need to ease off. Like I know for the last three weeks has been absolute utter mayhem since I came back from holidays. I'm very grateful for it. But I know that with Christmas coming up, I know that I'm going to have 12, 13 days off. No distractions. I'll probably have to do a bit of social media, which is fine. But I won't be working with clients, which is the part of the job I love. But I know that that's going to be the be that's missing. And that's okay. But I know in 2024, at the beginning, when I come back to it, I know I'll be recharged, better able to give as much as I can. It's the most rewarding job in the world. But it can be tiring. Because you're giving so much emotionally to so many people. So there can be an element of people pleasing attached to it. That you're giving so much to that person trying to resolve the issues, resolve the concerns and try to work on why that didn't work or what could you rephrase that better. And you're, like, you should see the whiteboard in front of me. It's like a beautiful mind trying to figure out could I phrase this, could I word this differently. Notes all over the place with content ideas, etc. But my self-worth isn't about any of these things, how I look, their weight, how much you own or earn. They can be hard to navigate and hard to not fall into those traps sometimes. But self-worth is this belief that you are valuable. You're worthy and lovable regardless of your actual traits. So what you do or what you achieve is also a thing. It's believed that you are worthy and deserving of these, these positive outcomes and love, no matter what. Self-worth is a belief based on your worthiness as a human being rather than your personality traits, your physical appearance or a list of achievements. And how does self-worth actually impact on your, your actual eating habits? And the reality is there's no amount of focusing on your foods or trying to eat better will solve the problem of maybe the self-worth piece that is there for you. The realistic truth is that until you address your low self-worth, you will struggle. And that struggle is unfortunate. I think therapy can help people. But getting better at your food won't help that situation. It's like putting a band-aid over the real problem. Therefore, the only real way to solve your eating problem so that you can lose weight is to build self-worth because a poor eating is a reflection of a keystone habit. Which in this instance can be that feeling of low self-worth and low self-esteem. This can also explain why people can diet for 10, 20 years and work so hard to improve their food but never lose weight. So how do you actually get better with your food? The secret to learning to eat better is to stop seeing food as the problem and address the real issue at play. How you see yourself, which is your low self-worth. I know that's gonna, I'm making this sound easy. I'm not saying it's easy, I'm saying it's possible. Because realistically, until you really do, you are going to be solving the wrong problem. 
And when you increase that belief in yourself and that self-worth piece, you'll put yourself first and not worry what other people think of you, which means to stop engaging in people-pleasing and this will give you more time for yourself. See that circle? And when you build your self-worth, you schedule time in your diary for you. That hour a week, two hours a week for you to get out and do your walking or your training. To maybe plan some meals, get a food shop in. And you'll make time to eat instead of grabbing things on the run. You'll feel more worthy. You won't settle for the quickest fixes or continuously just going on to delivery onto your phone. Instead, you'll actually buy decent food, make some decent food. And that you'll get to enjoy that it's not going to be clean or dirty or whatever other language that you use. And when you increase your self-worth, you won't eat the same boring food over and over again, which means you'll feel satisfied and less likely to go for more wordings like off plan. I hate that word so much. I know it's language that people use. So I'm trying to make it as relatable as possible and trying to speak the language that you speak or may speak or have spoken in the past. And I think when you feel worthy, you won't need to focus on your food because your eating habits will have already taken care of themselves. And when you feel worthy, your eating habits will be better and you'll find it easier to lose weight. But there are perils that kind of like of focusing on food alone. It can be tempting to think that if you get rid of those kind of so-called inverted commas bad foods out of the house that you may overeat on, that your eating will get better. There's two ways to look at it. Danger in the dose or go cold turkey. But remember your poor habits and your eating habits are a reflection of your actual habits. So sooner or later you'll be confronted with a situation where these abundance foods, a.k.a. Christmas. It's like an alcoholic deciding not to go to the pub or stop buying alcohol to cure their alcoholism. While this will actually reduce their drinking, it won't solve the problem of why they drink. So if they attend an event where they're offered alcohol, they may drink. Same thing. That's why I, there are people who say, like, don't have them in the house, etc., or keep them for the weekend, etc. That might work for some. That might not work for others. There'll be also having it each day will allow you to build that trust with yourself. It's a finding the approach that works for the individual. But avoiding stocking up on the foods that you may overeat doesn't solve the problem because your habit of low self-worth will show up in other areas of your life. Relationships, comparing yourself, working longer hours without extra pay because habits are just reflected in our life. So the really, really important piece is that that's why eating better won't actually help you lose weight. It's important to get to the root cause. Think of it like a house, healthy eating like a house. The foundations are of your sorry, your self-worth and your habits and your beliefs. The healthy eating piece is the roof that keeps it going and healthy eating hasn't got one definition. My definition is completely different to yours. And it might be the definition that is the problem. Because the healthy eating definition that you may have involves restriction of some sort or some food and it may impact on your relationship with food. And if we can't stick to that diet or those restrictive diets that you keep going for, that builds up and builds up and builds up and you build up that truth that you can't stick to anything. 
and that chips away at your self-worth. So do you see how it's all related? Do you see how that is a circle and everything comes around? So if you want to work on this, pop us a DM. If you want to work on me in the Female Fat Loss Program for eight weeks, 99 euro, you're not going to get a better deal out there. Click on the link in the show notes. Drop me a DM. We can have a chat and see if it's a fit for you or if it's if you need one-to-one coaching. So looking forward to hearing back from you. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. As always, please leave a review up on iTunes and up on Spotify, and I will talk to you very soon.